Sirius XM Radio is better with Bogle Wines. 70s on 7, 80s on 8, better with Bogle. Alt Nation, Hip Hop Nation, Hair Nation, better with Bogle. Madison, Howard, Andy Cohen, better, better, better. Y2 Country, Prime Country, Carrie's Country, yep, all better. The Beatles Channel is better, and getting better all the time. Everything on Sirius is better with Bogle. Award-winning family-owned wines ranked as some of the finest available for around 10 bucks. As long as you're not driving, it's better with Bogle. Bogle Family Vineyards, Clarksburg, California. Please drink responsibly. Hey, guys. Do you want to see Keep It Live? In Tennessee? We'll be at Bonnaroo this weekend. With our top hats and canes. Is that what they wear at Bonnaroo? <laughs> I'm going to start that. That's what you're going to be wearing. And it's going to be ended there I also. think it's going to be a little warm. Yeah, Mr. No. Peanut. <laughs> no joke. Well, one thing I'm wearing is a monocle for sure. All right. A monocle and one of your patented tank tops. Please don't let that discourage you from coming to see us at Bonnaroo on Saturday. Saturday, June 9th on Bonnaroo's Solar Stage. At 4 p.m. We'll be joined by comedian Joel Kim Booster and maybe someone else. If you can't make it to Manchester, Tennessee, the show will be recorded for your listening pleasure, and you'll get that next Wednesday. We're taking a week off. (laughs) And we are back. With the House of Madison at Keep It. Oh, no, that's not the name. <laughs> <laughs> the House of Pretension. <laughs> House of Fenty. That, that, uh, that works for me. I wonder if there is a real House of Fenty in the voguing world. I wouldn't be surprised. That'd be glamorous. I'm actually in my uh, Rihanna like play on Nirvana shirt that was from House of Ladosha. Okay. So it all ties together. Houses within houses. Mm-hmm. We all saw Pose. We it did. It was fantastic. Decadent. It was great. It was the Dynasty reboot that I actually needed. Yes. Uh, I was going to say about that show, first of all, the music is unbelievable. They paid out the ass for that music. I, I mean, that I, I, show looked so expensive. Yeah. I was just watching that. I was like, that's expensive. That's expensive. That's expensive. That's expensive. Like the the wardrobe was expensive. The lighting was expensive. It was like candy colored the entire there time. There were so many back like background in period costume. I'm just like, whew, that's a lot of work. Yeah. I guess it helps that a lot of them are unknown actors because they probably weren't like paying as much as Ryan normally does for like, Jessica Lange right. and Sarah Paulson. The main actress, her name, MJ, whatever her name is, I was shocked at the amount of time she was 100% share. Just like looking in the camera. <laughs> yeah. Her her Giving hair, you the client. Yes, giving you silkwood hair and then like constant share like, oh, you looking at me like that? Eyes wild. Some of the actresses had never acted before. but I Ryan, think many of them yeah. had not. And But Ryan was, was looking for specifically trans actresses to play these roles. And all of them are great, you know? Um, and even the ones who aren't great yet are, like, giving you something. Like, I, I am living for every line read that Electra does. Oh, she was incredible. Yeah. She and Lil Poppy 
are already my two favorites. Yeah. I'm in love with Lil Poppy was on screen for about two and a half minutes. <laughs> and I was like, please tell me everything about this man. Wait, is Electra the, the main, the mother of the first house? Of Abundance. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. No, she's here to like look over her shoulder and sneer. Yes. yes. When she came in at the end doing her, just like, you know, I'm um, here. Those, her costumes, I feel like in the whole beginning she was in black and white, giving mm-hmm. us just like Corella DeVille. Mm-hmm. Her in this fur hat, her in these suits. It was it was almost too much. Yeah, it's very nice seeing a series like this. Queer people of color, trans actresses. They had trans writers. Trans writers, Janet Mock, mm-hmm. Our Lady J. I was living for Janet Mock's tweets about it too. She's like, "How about we're going to make this a positive storyline about you know trans right. women during this yeah. time?" Because people were tweeting about the Angel storyline. She has a flirtation with Evan Peters' character who works at Trump Tower, which is. I've had enough Trump. Well, she's you, a she's a sex worker. Yeah, she's a sex worker. And so you think, you know, in a story like this that she's going to get, you know, like killed or like sexually assaulted. It's going to be some sort of gay panic-ish moment. Um, yeah. But no, the storyline seems to be about her just being desired and showing that trans women can be desired too. And, and I've seen a few episodes. And before we jump into the show, we have a update to the drama last week. Drake oh God. has not issued his diss track. Smartly. Which is really weird no, because he was so studious, it's the last not, one. Listen, this is what I'll say. Do you, similar to when Nicki Minaj and Remy Ma had their beef, where Remy Ma came out here and like, woof. She called it she, Sheether for a yes. reason. And Nicki Minaj was like, you know, she she had her own sort of diss track, but I feel like Nicki was like, She released three. Yes. <laughs> But I feel like Nikki was like, I'm a pop star, so I'm just going to close my mouth and go continue to make millions and millions of dollars in hit songs, which is what Drake needs to do. You're not going to win a rap battle with Pusha T. Mm -hmm. Like, the man was literally a drug dealer while you were on Degrassi. You need to just go and give us another pop hitty album and make another $20 million and that's how you win. You've already released two songs this year that have gone to number one. He's been number one for like 17 weeks or something like, like that. Like almost the entire year. That's, you're right. Too many weeks. And like you're just, just outsell Pusha T. That's what you can do. You can't outwrap him. Just outsell him. Do your little Instagrams. Maybe let us see the kid and we'll all move on if the album is good. It's nice because you know like he is basically the only rapper who's able to drop number ones right now. Mm-hmm. And it used to be in the 2000s, it was Eminem had all those number right. ones. So I feel like we are going from lighter to darker. <laughs> uh, and maybe in the next decade, uh, someone mocha flavored will <laughs> be the number one rapper. I will say that uh, there was an interview uh, with Sway in the Morning and Jay Prince chimed in and said that Drake is sitting on a diss track that is a career ender for Pusha and Kanye and would ruin families so he's not going to release it. If you don't know who Jay Prince is, he is CEO of um, Rap-A-Lot and he was once involved in a part of this beef years ago because when he allegedly found Drake on MySpace years ago, Birdman and Young Money swooped in and signed mm. a contract with him. So Jay Prince years ago released a diss track against Birdman and mm. Diddy back when Drake was Diddy having or his Lil Wayne. 
Uh, no, Diddy. Oh, against to, Diddy? Yeah. What did Diddy have to do with this? It's back when Drake was having his sort of label problems, and he had that oh, brief Lord. beef with Diddy. Jay Prince chimed in on Drake's behalf and said, fuck Birdman, fuck Diddy. Oh, Lord. Drake, I... People look, inserting themselves in this yeah, beef for no reason. I don't, need, no people, reason. I don't need to be people pimping, like, potential diss tracks like Tom Arnold talking about <laughs> Donald Trump footage somewhere lost in the world. Like, who was the one who said that they hated Michelle Wolf's White House correspondence dinner jokes and they were going to issue a response? Oh, Dennis Miller. Yeah, he yeah. was like, mm-hmm. I'm issuing a response on Wednesday. Never came. No, right. He's too busy writing his 900 character tweets that end in like a centipede pe- metaphor that make no sense. <laughs> Speaking of comedians, later this episode, we will be chatting with Kathy Griffin. Guys, she herself. is my hero. This is a creepy moment for me that I get to talk to you her. You should so, see Lewis's face. Yeah, he no, looks, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm it's scared like, for me. It's Karen Carpenter rose from the dead. Yes, Honestly. that is his face. <laughs> uh, we will be chatting with her about Samantha B. Roseanne, and all sorts of other hot topics. Celebrity Mole Hawaii. I can go to any Kathy Griffin place. All right. Keep It is brought to you by Barefoot Dreams. Lewis? Yes? When you see Footprints in the Sand... That was when I carried you in my Barefoot Dreams rub. Now, is that a Leona Lewis song? <laughs> no? Uh, if you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially now as the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. And while many have attempted to duplicate their blankets, robes, and more, Barefoot Dreams' fabrication and quality cannot be replicated, so don't believe the dupes. Girl, this blanket is it. I effing love this blanket. I'm thinking about it right now, and I want to jump in my bed, which is sponsored by something that we'll do another ad for momentarily. Get ready. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Jesus, get a life, Oprah. My God. (laughs) Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. Their products make the perfect gifts, too. Uh, I throw this thing on. I wear it like a shawl. I look exactly like Ellen Burstyn. And I am the coziest a human being can be. Because, by the way, it's still that time in Los Angeles where it's, like, pretty mild outside, and then your apartment is cold. I can't explain it. I don't know things like basic science. For Keep It listeners, you can get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code KEEPIT15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR and how I live my life every day. Oh, I'm glad to bear witness to it. <laughs> Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of a struggle. It sounds like you at Coachella. I'm already tuned in. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire Michelle Obama to reparations. There's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives have it always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. 
Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Doesn't the Black experience sound like a three-disc Prince album we never got? Someone check the vault, please. <laughs> Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. A historical moment in United States history happened this past week. Trump finally had his summit with Kim. It was Kim Kardashian, though. That's uh, true. Not yes. Kim Jong-un. Oh, that was the clever bit you were doing? Yeah, that's what I was doing, Louis. <laughs> you you're, like you're like Elaine May with your funny gags. All right. <laughs> I got it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Kara. Bob's big boy over here. <laughs> um, they met last week to discuss prison reform, <sighs> of all things. And according to two sources, Trump told Kim that she and Kanye are boosting his popularity with black voters. And at an NRA conference in Texas, he even noted that Kanye must have some sort of power because you see, I've been doubling my African-American poll numbers. From one to two. He listed no sources. In, in in this poll, who who knows what like numbers came up on the Fisher Price cash register they let him play with? <laughs> I I just want to know, Kim, what it feels like to be played by Donald Goddamn Trump because she went there to talk about prison reform, which LOL, but specifically a woman named Alice Johnson. And wanted to get her pardoned. And then the next damn day, he pardoned Danush D'Souza, one of the worst people living on the planet right now. If you had to right rank now. them, yeah. Just an awful, awful nerd. And I can't, like, you got... <laughs> an awful, racist nerd. Just a dork. And you got played by Donald Trump. Like, why even continue? I know. For me, at first I thought, oh, I guess it's a victory that he would even entertain the thought of having a discussion about that. But of course, what would come of that? Nothing. Of so, course not. Yeah. And all of these people that were out here like, we just we should be glad he's talking to anyone about prison reform at all. First of all, you don't know that she knows a goddamn thing about prison reform. We have no evidence that she knows anything about it beyond this one case that she understands any of the policies and as if he would listen to her anyway. Like, it's just so intellectually lazy to be like, well, it's better than nothing. No, it's not. I it's hate not. that argument so much. People constantly, when something like this happens, they're always like, it's better that anyone's even talking about right. this. Is it? No, it's not. It's not. It's absolutely not. Uh, it's also just, I, I forget, I'm so used to absurdity. I'm so used to like, oh, he's meeting up with this random person talking about this random thing that you just have to wholesale say, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, you can't be like, oh, it's good that they're talking. But this is somehow even more absurd. I wish that Omarosa hadn't been fired because maybe <laughs> there would have been a historic photo of three former reality TV stars <laughs> oh, in yeah. the Oval Office. Oh, God. I know Kim has not read a single book about prison reform, but that doesn't mean you have to do the same. Everyone go pick up a copy of The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander, maybe Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson, a tearjerker, an incredible book. Actually learn things, because the fact that we are just fine with people who don't know anything about anything representing us on issues is fucking crazy. And the notion that just because her heart's in the right place, that that is like, well, it's fine, because she really cared. No, nope. 
Nope. Your heart's in the right place when your family member is sick. Are you going to operate on them? <laughs> <laughs> the well-meaning doctor coming to ABC <laughs> this fall. How can I cure this with my niceness? <laughs> I also, it's just, I, I can't help but feel, because that family is just so calculated, that the timing of all of this, I find rather curious, as your husband could just not be less popular with black people. And that's when you decide to stroll your ass up to the White House and try to act like you care about this black woman. And maybe she actually does care about her. I believe that she was moved by this case. Because she's been tweeting about the yes. woman a while. Yes. It's but weird that she's been mostly trying to get on Ivanka and Jared's side right. in all of this. That's been most of the news stories. And then all of a sudden... She's meeting with Trump. I just think the timing is real suspect. And it was also like the day after Kanye said that slavery was a choice. There's a TMZ article about how Kim was taking this Alice Johnson case under her wing. And like that is not a coincidence. And then she also tweeted that, of course, she'll defend him no matter what. So that feels like two different worlds of thought. (laughs) Well, she's going to have to do a lot of defending because his new album is out. And I have always stand a Kanye album, even when he was problematic. I've, I actually love all of his previous albums. Uh, I'm asleep. This one, I did not listen to immediately. I was actually shocked by all of the people still live tweeting, listening to mm-hmm. this fucking album Thursday night when he had his listening party. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, I, I guess that whole Kanye's canceled over that slavery thing is over. Mm-hmm. I finally got around and listening to it when it was added to Apple, Sunday and it's bad. Oh, is it? It's not just bad, it's boring. There's always been the idea of separating the artist from the art, but at this point, you're unable to remove Kanye from his art. His art is just like a bloated version of his own ego. People really are incapable of keeping two thoughts in their head about an artist. It's like, look, guys, Karl Lagerfeld is a raging Islamophobe and also makes cute pumps. One of those facts is more important than the other. You know what I mean? <laughs> Keep that one in your head first. Karl Lagerfeld. That is not who I thought you were going to bring uh, up. By the way, I had never seen old photos of Carl when he was overweight. Oh, and right. It, and, I forgot all about that. And it shines all this light on when he was like coming for Adele for her weight. Well, he's also the worst. Yeah. So, I mean, that shines a light. <laughs> you know. Yeah, the album's just bad. I didn't listen to that. No one should. I'm not listening to that. You guys are going to feel so bad when, like, Tila Tequila solves climate change. And you and <laughs> and we should be embracing all these opinions all the time. Tila Tequila out. the Nazi? It, this sounds, I tweeted this the other day, like, maybe it sounds naive. But there are so many more Nazis still around than I really, like, I thought that was, like, the one thing that everyone was like, no, we're not, right. we're not doing this. And they're are so many more than I realize. You must not have a subscription to the New York Times. They find a new one every week. I don't. (laughs) When we're back, gay cakes. The Supreme Court on Monday ruled in favor of a Colorado baker who had refused to create a wedding cake for a gay couple. None of us here are like Supreme Court experts, but I mostly just wanted to address the media who phrased this entire court decision as the Supreme Court deciding that it's okay to discriminate against gay people. What actually happened was that the court's decision was narrow and it left open the larger question of whether or not a business can discriminate against 
gay people based on their First Amendment rights because the court didn't actually make a decision. Right. They decided that the previous case had shown bias against the baker. And so there were a lot of people online being like, this is what happens when you don't vote, or this is what Trump did to us, and the Supreme Court didn't really actually do anything. Right. I, I saw the phrasing, they kicked the can uh, down the road. It's an ongoing saga, everybody. <laughs> but yeah. by the way, I cannot believe how often I have to consider my own relationship to cake, just based on the news. <laughs> it is a very shocking. I mean, I continue to like it. You can't You can't sway me on that. I don't know. You mean gay people like cake? That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's not even his birthday. Hmm. <laughs> Deep fun fetty queen here. House of Fenty continues. Yes. Ooh, um, and House of Fun Fetty, wow. Okay, moving on. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, this is going to be an issue that's going to come up again in the future. I feel like we also, as a community, should be focused on a lot of other things that are happening in our community. Yesterday, when people were just getting very crazy on social media about it, it showed that people weren't educated about the case, and they weren't really looking to find out anything else about how we can protect our rights. You know, it was just really about getting in an uproar. The first round of responses to it was a little disheartening because, you know, as you said, it misrepresented what happened. But what mostly sucks is it, to me, is that people on the religious right will also misinterpret it and think of it as some reason to be even more discriminatory than they already are. Not that they needed more permission to suck. So. Yeah, and it largely just goes to the media. Uh, a few places like the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times had appropriate headlines that let you know exactly what happened in the court case. But every other outlet, when they're just sharing the headline mm -hmm. on Twitter, they're giving people information that's not correct. And when we're in an era where people don't actually read articles and mm. they only read the headline. And they quote retweet with their own opinion on top of the headline. Because yeah. they've never read. Yes. Yeah, just to get out a joke on right. Twitter, you're just going to keep spreading misinformation. And it gets people worked up. And it does not help in this era of fake news media. When we're back, Kathy Griffith. Sirius XM Radio is better with Bogle Wines. 70s on 7, 80s on 8, better with Bogle. Alt Nation, Hip Hop Nation, Hair Nation, better with Bogle. Madison, Howard, Andy Cohen, better, better, better. Y2 Country, Prime Country, Carrie's Country, yep, all better. The Beatles Channel is better, and getting better all the time. Everything on Sirius is better with Bogle. Award-winning family-owned wines ranked as some of the finest available for around 10 bucks. As long as you're not driving, it's better with Bogle. Bogle Family Vineyards, Clarksburg, California. Please drink responsibly. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.
On Wednesday's Full Frontal with Samantha B, Samantha attempted to make a point about U.S. immigration policies under Trump and ended up calling Ivanka Trump a feckless cunt. So what ensued after that is a still ongoing debate about what's okay to say on TV and far too much conflating Samantha's comment with Roseanne's racist as hell comments against Valerie <laughs> Jarrett uh, with a lot of idiots on the right arguing that Samantha should lose her show just like Roseanne. We are joined by Kathy Griffin, who is back on the road after nearly a year with her Can't Miss Laugh Your Head Off tour. Hi, Kathy. Can you believe it? What a difference a year makes. You're still here. I started out overseas. I did 15 countries in 23 cities. And I'm really, really honored and grateful and thrilled to be able to work again and do my job here in North America, my country of origin. We're glad you're back. It's great that Trump is no longer in office. Everything's fixed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that just is that breaking news? I'm no. very here. Oh, you've been, you've been away that. for a while, Kathy. <laughs> you and by some the things. way, can we just get, take this off the table? I get very nervous when people say like, well, you know, I mean, Pence, I don't love him, but it wouldn't be as much drama. No, they all have to go to prison today. To, sooner the better. I concur. Just load them off Thank like you. the wacky races. <laughs> Kathy, you yes. recently chimed in on Samantha Bee's drama. You weren't going to let Trump do to her what they did to you. Yeah, I feel very strongly about that. And what I'm wanting to do with Sam B and all the other ladies who took crap after me, and I don't mean Roseanne, is, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I wrote a whole Twitter moment thing about it on the year anniversary of the infamous Trump ketchupy mask photo. Freaking Sarah Huckabee Sanders has the nerve to invoke my name again from the White House podium because, you know, they don't have any real... Uh, issues to deal with. And my favorite, though, is that this time they want an apology for my comments on The View. And then, of course, she had to reiterate my favorite, Kathy Griffin, who's ta- who had taken a f- photo. She was stumbling a lot. I had a, a little crap for that. A photo of holding Donald Trump's decapitated head. I'm like, girl, what are the chances I went to the White House, chopped his head off, took it back to Bel Air in my home for a photo shoot, returned it to Washington, and sewed it back on. Not that like you'd notice a lot of difference in policy. I'm just saying logistically, I like it's that, silly. That I mean, low the idea key that they're flex. still bringing up is sort of funny. <laughs> Kathy, I like your low-key Bel Air flex. That, 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 that's where you went home to. <laughs> you, mean, you mean where I live next to Kim and Kanye? <laughs> um, no, they did, they did move recently, but... Um, I, I admit I'm having trouble with the new Yi being a free thinker when his free thinking involves um, a signed MAGA hat. Well, so, you know, I'm not sure what's going on over there. I just am glad they're making makeup. I think they should make a lot of makeup. Kathy, uh, one of my favorite things you talked about uh, sometime about a year ago was how you had a meeting with CBS where they basically told you they weren't at the time interested in having any female late night host. The, the frame, the, the term was, we're not considering females at this time, to which my response was, any? Like any females? No matter what? No matter how young, old? They're like, not considering females at this time. I was like, wow, I... And this was, by the way, before The Handmaid's Tale. I just want to say this. <laughs> but I, I was like trying to give them that out. And I finally said, you know, it's illegal to say that in a meeting. Right. And they, had, they couldn't care less. They were non-phased. My question for you is, as somebody who is like one of the sort of preeminent hosting types we have, does that make you want to 
uh, uh, break into late night more? Or does that make you want to abandon it forever and not care and just leave it to, you know, like the majority white dudes who run that world? <laughs> the old white dinosaurs. Look, one of the reasons I'm fighting so hard for Samantha B, like I said, is there are ways that we, the citizenry, can assure that what happened to me doesn't happen to her. So yes, I would love to foray back into late night. I had a primetime talk show on Bravo for two years called The Kathy Show, which was kind of the, you know, the setup of having three guests at one time. And of course, you know, Andy Cohen and his coven over there wouldn't allow that. But I had a great time doing it. So if I could ever be in that situation where I, I was even somewhat supported by a network, I would be thrilled. You know, I just love making people laugh. And so I uh, have an excess of material right now. Are you going to throw a dinner party then with um, you, Sam, and Colin Kaepernick? Maybe, maybe. I, I mean, look, I, I very much support what they're doing. I mean, I love the way the White House is spinning this whole Eagle story, and I'm not even a sports fan. But you know the deal is, like, more and more of these sports teams who have many members of color just will straight up say, which they it, – it, it is unusual, I admit. It's unusual. They'll be like, no, I'm not going. I am not going. So when, when like, most of the Eagles just were like, yeah, I'm, I have to uh, get my nails done that day, like pretty much any excuse – then I love how Trump thinks he's fooling us by going, I canceled it. It was my decision. Um, I also read, I don't know if this is fake news or true. You can clarify. I read that the mascot didn't even want to go. That's <laughs> hilarious. Mm. Like, by the way, I'm also offering to dress up as the mascot because I have a few things to say to this administration. Kathy, with all of this And that is not a threat. That's not a threat in any way. <laughs> That's not a threat. With all of this focus on Trump, are there any just straight up Hollywood celebrities who you miss talking about and making fun of do you miss cycling through like celebrities like i remember like you just be making heidi montag jokes and now you are sort of obligated to talk about more topical things do you miss certain talking about certain celebrities well you have not seen my show because in vancouver i literally did three and a half hours i have a warning where i tell people to make sure they have their colostomy bag on them and take often pee breaks although in the men's room sometimes those pee breaks are like a half hour grinder hookup i don't judge i don't judge but no i have so much fun telling the story because I get to weave it in with all the pop culture stuff that you guys know me for. Like, let's not forget, I was under a two-month federal investigation. But during that entire phase, I was living next to Kim and Kanye. And I mean so close I could, like, open the window and shake their hands. That's funny. The idea that the, the day the photo went live on that piece of shit blog, TMZ, run by a self-loathing gay named Harvey Levin, who's a gay Republican of all things. But the beauty is I get to tell the whole story and then pepper it with lots of celeb stuff. Oh, yes. And you know what? We could not go to Canada to see your show. Um, I have some warrants against me, but <laughs> You're my kind of we guy. will definitely check out your show in the U.S. You're making 15 stops beginning June 17th in Portland, Oregon, and wrapping up October 26th in Detroit, Michigan. Kathy, thank you so much for joining Actually, us. Actually, hold on. I start, out, I start out June 14th in oh. San Francisco at my sold-out show at the Masonic. I added a second show. Okay. Then I go to Seattle. Then I go to Portland. But please go to kathygriffin.com because I'm very proud of these shows, only because I was honestly told, like, you will never work again by so many people that I was like, wait a minute. They can't stop me from going to theaters and telling my dick jokes and throwing in a little, 
you know, Cheeto orange hair material. <laughs> I love it. Well, you get to exhale Good. now, Kathy. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us um, and spilling all that tea. Thanks, you guys. I really appreciate it. And I, I hope you come to see the show and I hope you laugh your head off. Yeah. Get it? Got it. <laughs> right. Bye, Kathy. I'm leaning into the picture. All right. Thanks, you guys. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. Shop chef-quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com. Sirius XM Radio is better with Bogle Wines. 70s on 7, 80s on 8, better with Bogle. Alt Nation, Hip Hop Nation, Hair Nation, Better with Bogle, Madison, Howard, Andy Cohen, Better, 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 Y2 Country, Prime Country, Carrie's Country, yep, all better. The Beatles Channel is better, and getting better all the time. Everything on Sirius is Better with Bogle. Award-winning family-owned wines ranked as some of the finest available for around 10 bucks. As long as you're not driving, it's Better with Bogle. Bogle Family Vineyards, Clarksburg, California. Please drink responsibly. And we're back with our favorite segment of the week. It is Keep It. Kara, you are looking like a Shonda Rhimes character oh. about to <laughs> deliver a monologue. So I'm going to let you go first. So Serena Williams and Maria Sharapova were slated to play each other at the French Open this week. Unfortunately, Serena had to pull out with an injury, although it doesn't really matter because we know how that would have turned out regardless. Uh, so I want to say keep it to the people who continue to act like Maria Sharapova and Serena Williams are the same, to act like they have a rivalry, um, a word that's often used to discuss these two players. There was some reporter this week who asked uh, an insane question to Serena about whether or not she was intimidated by Sharapova's, quote, supermodel good looks. And I can't even begin to address that because that sentence doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, let's just review for a second. So Serena and Maria have played each other 21 times. Serena won 19 of those matchup, which means Mira Sharapova has a 9%, 9.5% win rate, which is shitty. Sharapova has five Grand Slam singles titles, which is cute. Serena has 23 uh, Serena has won Wimbledon and the Australian Open seven times each. Her career, like her career list of titles, looks like a CVS receipt. And Sharapova, this dizzy bitch, had the nerve to <laughs> title her memoir "Unstoppable." And apparently I missed some sort of memo about Unstoppable being changed to mean I get my ass kicked by Serena Williams literally every single time, even when I'm doping. So Serena Williams has put up with so much during her career, so much racist bullshit, and this Sharapova shit just falls in line with it. In no universe are they rivals, are they comparable to each other. Everyone needs to put some goddamn respect on Serena's name and please join the rest of us in reality because in no version of it are they rivals, are they comparable, are they in the same universe and get it together. Next Quirky. week on ABC, will Kara sleep with the president? <laughs> <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Did that interviewer not add something like, I've been waiting 13 I've years I've been 14 to ask, years to what? ask this question. That? You suck. I mean, the <laughs> fact that they even continue to bring up her name, it's also like you don't understand tennis. Like, there are other players with whom she legitimately has 
Rivalry, rivalry. Right. Ask her about her damn sister. <laughs> People for whom you don't necessarily know the outcome of the match when it starts, as opposed to Maria and Serena. We know how this is going to end 90% of the time. I'm going to say uh, Serena's rivals are like the historically great tennis players. Her rivals are like Mar- Martina Navratilova. Her, her rivals are <laughs> history books. Yeah, That's right. who she's, she's rivaling herself right now. Her rivals are history books. Lewis, what are you keeping? Um, I am so proud to say keep it to this. I feel keep it in my bones here. Please watch as the skin falls off my face and maggots take over as I read about the Willy Wonka reboot. What that a is, visual. Yes. I don't want to see that. Well, Paddington director Paul King is allegedly scheduled to do it, which is the Paddington movies are the kind of whimsy you want. They're like great movies. That said, I do not need another Willy Wonka reboot. It's rumored that being considered for the title role are Ryan Gosling, Donald Glover, and Ezra Miller. So just anybody. If you've heard of them, they're up for it. Vanna White's up for it. I have no idea. Did we just have this, Lewis? We had a movie with Johnny Depp Mm. where he decided that, where he and Tim Burton decided that Willy Wonka had a hard bob and looked like a 70s character (laughs) actress. It was Mary Beth Hurt as Willy Wonka. (laughs) And uh, here's the thing. I'm going to read you part of what the rumored description of this is. It's uh, supposed to be Wonka's origin story. How did he amass his fortune? And perhaps more importantly, how did he meet those Oompa Loompas? Um, he didn't, Slavery? bitch. Who it's can... fake. It's fake, bitch. <laughs> didn't he enslave he did. them in the book? Yes. They don't strike me as like people with an insurance, shall we say. <laughs> well, I look forward to this plucky story of colonialism. Wait, there's yeah. no actual, there's no prequel to Willy Wonka. So this is just, it's, it's... A new take. Yeah, yeah. It's not like Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator we, yeah, or some other. Yeah, can we get that yeah. fucking elevator story? Which is really fucked up, by the way, where like everybody turns minus 10 years old or whatever. Ooh, can we get a witch's remake? That would be, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what about. we need. Stand the witches. It was great. Angelica Houston. I'm saying. Right. Bring her back, frankly. Speaking of hard bobs, I do want to see Angelica <laughs> Houston. <laughs> My keep it is um, Donald Trump. Canceled. <laughs> Heard of him? Who? I think he's our new intern. Okay. Sorry, Travis. But uh, Trump canceled his meeting with the Eagles. You know, they won the Super Bowl and were supposed to come to the White House. Because so many of the players, one, said, we're not fucking with you (laughs) and coming. And so he really just canceled a trip that wasn't even going to happen. You can't cancel something that's not happening. It was like, didn't he, he kind of do with the, the Warriors? Time. Yes. Yeah. When he was like, I'm canceling the Warriors trip. None of the Warriors were coming to see you, bitch. It's almost like everybody knows this is the case and he's just shameless and lying. Also, in addition to this shit, when talking about this on the news this morning, Fox News because they had no photos of the Eagles actually kneeling during the national anthem, showed photos of Eagles players kneeling to pray, pretending that the Eagles had been doing the First Amendment protest. Because apparently they didn't. Apparently none of the Eagles, like none of them or very few of them or something like that, were not kneeling this season. So Fox News manufactured a story about them having knelt during the past season so that they could put out their little propaganda machine and support their dumbass president. They're going to use pictures of actual eagles kneeling on tree branches next time. I did. I sort of... Eddie the eagle. (laughs) I get a little tired of people trolling Trump on Twitter only because I'm not sure that it works. Like, it's satisfying for us. But the mayor of Philadelphia tweeted a picture of their parade in his inauguration. 
I presumably there were way more people at this Eagles parade. There were more they... people in the studio, Kara. <laughs> and I did like that. Love and Favreau like just hunched over there listening. They're here. Can I say shout out to the black players who were like, we're not fucking going to the White House. And please keep up that level of fuck Donald Trump and fuck all of these people who are trying to silence you when the season starts and do not comply with that bullshit new rule from and the NFL. fuck Fox News for also last week pretending that Jamel Hill was unemployed mm. when she was awarded um, Journalist of the Year by the NABJ. She works at the undefeated. And also, she has a job. LOL at Sports Center, or one of them, ESPN, congratulating her. D- didn't you suspend her? Was that? Did trash. I remember that properly? They, they, they did it in a nice way. Fraudulent, <laughs> fraudulent trash. Speaking of, I got one more thing to say while I'm up here on this mic. It's Pride Month, and we should all be celebrating our community, Lewis. I'll, I'll try. But I want you gays of Twitter to leave that pop singer Sean Mendes the fuck alone. <laughs> he's I want you, cute. I it want, goes too far. He's cute. I, I feel dumb even talking about this, but I get that sometimes he says things that can be construed as gay sounding, and some of you may think that he is another pop star in the closet. Regardless, the jokes about him online like go way too far. Like Y'all jump out the fucking window with these memes, and I've had enough of it. I'm going to start blocking people because I think it's gross and I think you should leave him alone and listen to his fucking album. You're always talking about how he looks. Nobody's talking about his music. Did you listen to it? Is he like the poof? I was going to say, I think some of this energy should be transferred over to Charlie Puth, who right now has hair like James Spader and Pretty in Pink. and I liked that James Spader. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Charlie Puth is great. Yeah. That album is the summer album, guys. His album is better. Uh, Charlie Puth's problem is that he's like aggressively fratty straight in like a Ansel Elgort sort of way. His The sentiments of his song aren't great, but the beats I just are want, serious. Lewis, summer album, When Cardi B's Exists, That's I, true. Would, I would chill. Which we will discuss at Bonnaroo, guys. Tweet us your song of the summer. Oh, yeah. Because we're going to... We'll disagree so we're gonna, hard. We're going to make we'll... a ruling at Bonnaroo this week. Anyway, as always, this is Keep It. I'm Ira. Kara. See you next week. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.